Hi, I'm Andy Brickley. On this episode of the Nesson My Story podcast, Matt Grizzlick shares his journey from growing up in the garden to living out every Boston kid's dream. A lot of people know he's worked at the Garden for uh, 50 years now. He's always kind of been around the game. You obviously, you know, dream about being in that moment. The BU Terriers grab their 30th Beanpot Championship. He grew up playing hockey a mile away. Now he's playing for his hometown team. Hands to Grizzlick, backhand, he scores! I still had to pinch myself and say, I can't believe it's my son out there. Growing up down the street, the garden was once his childhood playground. Now it's the epicenter of his hockey career. I think as hockey players, you try not to think about you know outside distractions or let any of that creep in. But the stage that we were on, and it's one thing to play in the Stanley Cup, but to get to play in front of your hometown is something that you don't take lightly. And it's a memory that will last me forever. Matt, we might as well start right at the beginning, uh, the beginning of your hockey life, your hockey career. You grew up in Charlestown. You could see the garden from where you grew up. What was Charlestown like when you were in your formative years? I think there's still that blue-collar mentality. Um, that's what I think makes it unique, and I think a lot of people in the town pride themselves on that. I think I am developed kind of more street smarts maybe at a younger age than some kids just from growing up in the surroundings that I did. I'm really thankful for that. What is the advent of hockey in your life? Where did it start and, and how early did you start playing the game? I probably was starting to push the crate when I was two years old. I think my dad had me out there pretty quick. His dad is John Grizzlick, and as he remembers it, the milk crate didn't last long. You know, it was unbelievable. Just the minute I got him on the ice, he was like two years old. He, he went around once with the milk crate, and that was it. He just kept going after that. Had some, some older brothers who played, so the three of them would kind of bully me growing <laughs> up and sticking me in that and firing pucks at me. But the boys beat the boys, that's all. They just beat each other up. You know, they would practice in the hip checks that they seen in the, in the games. For me, it was hockey right away. I knew it uh, from an early age. He was always tagging along, you know, a one- and two-year-old with a hockey stick or whatever. I put the blades on him, and 23 years later, I can't get him off him. Did you appreciate uh, when you were coming along the sacrifices that parents have to make? As we become adults, we look back and say, wow, I really appreciate it. But can you appreciate it at the time? Um, I don't know at the time if I appreciate it enough. Um, I was always high energy, willing to go you know, play at 6 a.m. anywhere. And uh, I credit a lot to my parents for getting up and making those sacrifices to drive me wherever I wanted to go and you know the older you get you kind of realize the sacrifices that people have to make in order to to make sure that their kids grow up with a happy life and you know at the time I think I probably brushed it aside but um, I'm certainly thankful for them. Before I used to be the veteran now I'm the old guy in the way. <laughs> During Matt's childhood his father John worked long hours as a member of the TD Garden changeover crew affectionately known as the Bull Gang. A lot of people know he's worked at the Garden for uh, 50 years now. December will be my uh, 51st. He's always kind of been around the game, and uh, any chance that he had to, to bring me and my brothers over there. You always like to have uh, somebody come in and break it in, so I asked a couple of times if my sons could come over. Oh, yeah, no problem. So I brought my older kids over and Matt and his friends, and they you know, first 
half hour, they're looking up at the, you know, this is the Bobby Hood play, this is the Phil Esposito play, this is the... So they can't even offer about the first half hour. Over his 51 years at the Garden, John Grizzlick has seen it all. Bobby Orr, behind the net to Sanderson, we didn't make the playoffs for about nine, eight or nine straight years, and they signed this kid named Orr. It was pretty pretty decent, so um, I was like 20 years old. It was uh, Mother's Day, May 10th, uh, 1970, and see Bobby Orr score. It was in Section 46, which is, in, he was down the other end. That was incredible to see it at home ice, and you know, it has happened since. And It's tough winning a, a, you know, a Stanley Cup championship on your home ice, so it was, it was great to see. I think everyone has a frame picture of Bobby Orr growing up. I was unfortunately not able to to be around for any of those, but um, growing up I, I think uh, Joe Thornton was young for me at that time. He was the, the captain of the team eventually. The Bruins kind of were struggling a little bit when I was younger, but the passion never stopped from the team. Dreams of one day playing for the Bruins. Matt's passion for hockey grew on the streets, not on the ice. Matt always played roller hockey. He played ice hockey too, but he played roller hockey. You know, when he wasn't on the ice, he was out rollerblading. And uh, the older kids in Charlestown, they started rollerblading. And, um, you know, he just became good. He played like four or five hours. Him and a kid named Jimmy Vesey was in the NHL. They played four or five hours with the older kids. I grew up playing with a, you know, good friend group. Um, who I had in Charlestown. Brandon Collier is one of my best friends. Me, him, and Jimmy always played together growing up. As Brandon and Jimmy remember it, the three Charlestown boys were inseparable. Me and Matt were best friends growing up. I mean, we're inseparable. Everyone knows everyone in Charlestown, so I think we first met um, probably at hockey tryouts for Charlestown Youth Hockey. We wouldn't go anywhere without each other. We did Papaginos every day together. Kind of just best friends. Whenever my mom asked if we want to go to the park, first thing was, can Maddie come? I mean, we crossed the street for the first time together. Since we were little, we've always been so close. I lived one street over from a roller hockey court, and they call it the kitchen. The kitchen? Yeah. Why is that? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know the whole story. Um, that's kind of where me and my friends would meet up, and we all we always you know, didn't have cell phones when we were younger. I was a street over and I could hear the ball hitting the fence, so that's, that was kind of my cue to get over and play on the weekends. We were always the younger kids playing with the older kids, so um, the better we got, we kind of separated ourselves from certain friends and we just decided to put us four as a team. Each year they have a roll hockey tournament called the Kitchen Cup, where they actually made kind of a little mini replica of the Stanley Cup and they put each, each winner on there at the end, so that was, uh, you know, that was huge for us. Skilled and savvy on the streets of Charlestown, it was Matt's moxie that took the ice at Belmont Hill. You went to Belmont Hill. Why Belmont Hill? My dad used to help out with the uh, JV hockey team there, and when I was younger, he let me come, um, spend some time with the team. Um, kind of like I said, I bother, used to bother my brothers playing roller hockey. I used to go up there when I was quite young just to go skate around and learn from the older guys, and the more and more I went there, the more I just loved the school and I uh, was happy enough that they accepted me to go there. Elmont Hills is one of the top schools in the country, education and athletic-wise and everything like that. And um, I knew he was going to get great coach. I knew he was going to get great teaching. So, I mean, it was, it was awesome. 
eventually I had to leave there in order to go to the National Development Team program, but that was certainly a tough decision for me. It was up to his choice to go out to the National Development Team. I didn't want him to go out there. I wanted him to stay at Belmont Hill, maybe go to Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, or whatever. I went some great schools just there. I want to try it this way. This is, this, I didn't get in the NHL this way. I said, you're 5'8". There's no way you're playing in the NHL. So we had going back and forth, not really arguing about it, but when we brought him out there the first time, is you know, on the way back on the plane, my wife cried all the way back. She, you know, that's her little boy, you know. I didn't want him to come back 10 years from now and say, hey, I told you I should have went to the National Development Team. And so I said, all right, you go do it, and that's it. So it worked out good. Leaving the world stage with a gold medal in hand, Matt's dream of black and gold would soon be realized as he was picked in the third round, 85th overall in the 2012 draft. I really actually did not want to go to the draft because, you know, I was always kind of undersized and at that time it was kind of, uh, you're not really sure where an undersized defenseman's going to get drafted. I was just hoping to be picked by any team, but I think my parents kind of got the heads up a little bit that, you know, maybe you should head to Pittsburgh just in case. And we decided to go just to cheer on kind of my other teammates who I spent two years with who were going to get drafted in the first round and wanted to be a part of the experience just in case. You know, we're just sitting there and all of a sudden they said, from the National Development Team, Mac was like, well, I, you know, my jaws opened. You know, maybe it's going crazy. My uh, two uh, other sons were there, both there, they're yelling and screaming. You know, and then after a while, you know, we hug each other. We met, you know, it's kind of cool. Uh, he was a little surprised. I don't even think I was paying attention at all, and then all of a sudden I hear my name called, and I didn't even realize it was the Bruins right away. And then going downstairs and getting to put the jersey on, a lot of that, um, you know, emotion started to set in. It was awesome though that day when downtown Pittsburgh after was celebrated. I mean, it was great. Bruins general manager Don Sweeney was impressed with Matt's natural ability. Great skater, processes the game really, really well. I think that those are his strengths. And you're not going to have to work to teach much more of that. I think he's he's got a lot of upside. Uh, you know, you cross your fingers that you like we all do at five foot ten that you're, you're going to grow. Um, and if he doesn't, then he'll understand what his his. Uh, you know, physical challenges are because he's, he's a, he processes the game so well. The first conversation you have, you know, as far as now that you're a member of that organization, is it with Cam? I can remember going down and talking to Cam Neely, getting to shake his hand. You know, that's surreal from a kid growing up in Boston, um, you know, such a heralded guy around, around here and someone who I certainly looked up to growing up. Neely It all just kind of hits you at once. You're in that moment. You're just kind of blacked out and trying to, you know, be as thankful as you can. What are the odds? All three kids, lifelong friends, growing up together, dreaming of being drafted. All three of them get drafted. It's almost like a Damon Affleck manuscript or here or something. It's awesome. Matt wasn't the only Charlestown boy selected in the 2012 NHL draft. Childhood friends Jimmy Vesey and Brandon Collier also had their NHL dreams come true that day. I've known these kids ever since I was young, so um, it's kind of a surreal feeling to be here with them. I'm just happy to share with them. After I got picked, um, I went backstage and was doing pictures and um, some autographs, I think, and stuff like that. And I had a few minutes, so I actually called my mom on the phone, who was back home with my sister, and um, she was the one that told me. And I was so happy for him. I mean, and then I ended up seeing him in the hospitality room upstairs and just ran over and gave him a big hug. Playing hockey, it's always a dream, but once it actually comes, it's 
it's tough to even grasp. Obviously everyone was quite proud of us and that's something I look back on I'm obviously really proud of. I uh, accelerated the last year so uh, I couldn't be happy to be a Terrier this fall. Now Bruins property, Matt traveled from Bunker Hill to Calm Ave in 2012. BU was on your radar at what age? How young were you? Right away, I can remember, I think I was like six and I had a BU hat on. Um, I was always kind of a BU fan growing up. Um, and then I knew, you know, once it came time to choose between schools, uh, it was BC or BU. I was never going to leave Boston and just like the fit right on, right on campus and talking to Coach Barker right away. It just seemed to, to work. Me and the wife went on the trip and Coach Barker never showed us the hockey ring once. He just showed us the school. He just showed us uh, where, where his classes were going to be, everything like that. He never mentioned the bean pot, never mentioned anything. So I was kind of impressed by that. was obviously lucky enough to get a scholarship from there, and that's something that you know, made my parents really proud. Once Parker came through uh, with the scholarship, I said, well, now it's up to you. I already got everything I, as a parent I want. I get a full ride to a major school, so I'm not paying a dime for it. So you do what you want. Just wanted to make sure that I had a place to go to you know, hopefully get a degree and spend some time there. And, Anything else after is just an extra benefit. Talk to me about freshman, sophomore. What was that like actually stepping into BU, being a student, and being a BU hockey player? It was surreal. Um, you don't really realize how big of a adjustment that's going to be until you step foot on campus and there's 10,000 undergrad people walking around all on different pages. So I think once you get to that age, you have to make sure that um, you have your head on straight and you're taking care of yourself because there's not really a whole lot of people who may be looking out for you at, at all times. So, um, you know, growing up in Boston and kind of learning those responsibilities from a young age certainly prepared me for that. Grizzly forward to the dot, gets his own rebound and scores! I felt comfortable enough after, you know, a few weeks spending on campus to just focus back on hockey and making sure I had my work done. So. Um, I love my time there. Grizzlick, one-timer scores! Matt Grizzlick, what a snipe! Junior year, you, you're named captain of the team. That says a lot about your leadership to be able to be a captain prior to your senior year. That was definitely an honor I didn't take lightly. And once you kind of you know, get the letter put on your chest, you feel a little bit more responsibility to show up on time and to lead by example. And I felt that that was, was great for me. Now as captain for the Terriers in 2015, Matt's clutch play put BU on top in Boston's fabled beanpot. I think we snuck one out against Harvard in the first game and then we were able to, to beat Northeastern, scored a couple goals in that game. That's something you obviously you know dream about being in that moment. To Grizzlick score! Matt Grizzlick! On a stage like that and with family and friends in the crowd, it definitely means a lot. Grizzlick scores his second goal of the game. It's the game winner on the power play in sudden death. I wasn't in my seat. It happened right away. I walked by and I seen the goal on TV. <laughs> I didn't see it live. <laughs> and I get down there, oh, everyone's going crazy. My wife's going crazy. Everybody, I said, yeah, I see the goal. I see it on TV. No, I didn't see it live. The most valuable player, Matt Grizzlick. I think BU is kind of known for doing really well in that tournament for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but... We were really happy to, to finish that off that year and kind of 
bring that back to the school. I couldn't be happier for our players, and Matt Grislick in particular. Charlestown kid, father's been working at the Garden forever. It's just a proud moment. It's something that they can never take away. It's, it's etched in stone for the rest of your life. It's a great feeling. Okay. Matt signed a two-year entry-level deal with the Bruins in April of 2016. This is the NHL contract. Uh, you're welcome to look it over if you want. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it was uh, 45, 50 years ago. I was sneaking into the old guy and watch Bobby Orr. Now I don't have to sneak in and watch my son. <laughs> Every day, as soon as he gets his money, stop paying room and board. <laughs> he officially got the call up on December 14th in Pittsburgh. I'm um, just at practice yesterday, and coach let me know right after, so... I'm trying to pack a bag as quick as I could and start heading home, and uh, pleasant surprise. Um, I'm getting the call, but uh, I'm just really excited for the opportunity. Matt Grizzlick getting his first shift in the NHL. Yeah, number 48 for the Bruins. I tried not to focus uh, you know, too much on that. It was my first game, but um, it was a cool experience for sure. His childhood dreams came full circle the next day when he made his homecoming on Garden Ice. Played in some pretty big environments here, so... Um, you know, hopefully stepping on that ice will uh, give me a little bit of comfortability. Matt Grizzlick has played a ton of big games here at the Garden. He has that comfortability. Couldn't be happier, though, for his father, who you see every day with a smile on his face. He grew up playing hockey a mile away, and now he's playing for his hometown team. I still had to pinch myself and say, I can't believe it's my son out there, you know. It's a, it is, it's a dream come true. To see him playing uh, live and everything, you see a little bit more of how fast the game is and how big these guys are. You know, my wife, my arm's killing me for my wife grabbed me all the time. I know how lucky I am and uh, you know, I pinch myself all the time and uh, it was great. It was great seeing him out there. To see someone put the work in and get rewarded like that, to get a shot at the NHL, I was happy for that. Just a sensational story. Matt played only two games with the Bruins in 2016, but by 2017, the five foot nine defenseman had earned an everyday spot with his grit and skating ability. My dad was the one who always knew um, kind of where the game was going and with my stature, uh, how important that game, that part of my game would be to me. He didn't get it from me, he must have got it from my wife, I don't know, but he just, you know, he, he's always had that determination to, you know, be, what, he's never satisfied with, no matter what part of his game, maybe if he gets two goals or whatever, he's not, you see that guy go around me, you see this, you see that, he's always looking for his mistakes. He's always trying to get better. Grizzlick shoots, he scores! His first National Hockey League goal. Probably up there with the goal he scored against Northeastern um, to win the bean pot. It's now Bobby Orr's goal to move down to three. It was two, it was one, then he got scored the bean pot, then went to two, now it's down to three. Yeah, feel bad for Bobby Orr, but he's my son. Sorry. The Boston Bruins are ahead of the Stanley Cup final for the third time this decade. It doesn't happen a lot that, you know, you, you grow up in Boston, you, you idolize the Boston Bruins, then you get drafted by the Boston Bruins, and now you're an integral part of a, an elite team in the Boston Bruins. Do you realize, like, how unique that is and how, how lucky you are and how blessed that is? Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely um, am fully aware of you know how unique of an experience that is and I think as hockey players you try not to think about you know outside distractions or let any of that creep in but 
um, especially last year going through such a deep run with the team and you know seeing the countless friends and family members who have reached out during that time um, meant a lot to me for sure and I certainly realized um, the stage that we were on and you know it's one thing to play in the Stanley Cup but to get to play in front of your hometown is something that um, you don't take lightly. So I know how lucky I am. I know uh, it's probably not going to be this way for the rest of his career because not many people stay with the same team as someone together. I'm enjoying it now. It's a memory that uh, will last with me forever, but it's motivating as well to, to keep getting back there year in and year out. My Story is part of the Nesson Podcast Network. The home for New England sports.